Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Google Russia going down the tubes, your news update, and we talk consequences on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend for May 21st, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. Google says its Russian subsidiary is planning to file for bankruptcy because it can't pay staff and suppliers. Russian state media reported Wednesday that the U.S. tech company's Russian subsidiary, Google LLC, submitted notice of its intention to declare bankruptcy to a national registry. The company said in a press statement that it filed for bankruptcy because the Russian authorities' seizure of Google Russia's bank account has made it untenable for our Russia office to function, including employing and paying Russia-based employees, paying suppliers and vendors, and meeting our other financial obligations. Twitter is stepping up its fight against misinformation with a new policy cracking down on posts that spread potentially dangerous false stories. The change is part of a broader effort to promote accurate information during times of conflict or crisis. Starting Thursday, the platform will no longer automatically recommend or emphasize posts that make misleading claims about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, including material that mischaracterizes conditions in conflict zones or makes false allegations of war crimes or atrocities against civilians. Tesla CEO Elon Musk promised that taking over Twitter would enable him to rid the social media platform of its annoying spam bots. Now he's arguing without presenting any evidence that there might be just too many of these automated accounts for the $44 billion deal to move ahead. The sharp turnaround by the world's richest man makes little sense except as a method to scuttle or negotiate a deal that's becoming increasingly costly for him, experts said. And while such hardball tactics aren't uncommon in corporate mergers, the way this is playing out in a highly public, seemingly erratic conversation on the very platform Musk wants to buy has little precedent which means that Musk is negotiating the future of Twitter on Twitter. It's increasingly clear that Musk realizes his offer was too high and is looking for a way to potentially walk away or renegotiate the price, said Brian Quinn, an associate law professor at Boston College. Early Tuesday, Musk tweeted that his deal to buy the company can't move forward unless the company shows public proof that fewer than 5% of the accounts on the social media platform are fake or spam bots. That followed Musk's Friday tweet that the deal was on hold pending more bot details. 
after which Twitter shares plunged by nearly 10%, and his Monday comments at a Miami conference suggesting he wanted a lower price for the company. A small brewery in Finland has launched a NATO-themed beer to mark the Nordic country's bid to join the Western Military Alliance. Olaf Brewing's OTAN Lager features a blue label with a cartoon version of a beer-drinking medieval knight in metal armor emblazoned with NATO's compass symbol. The beer's name is a play on the Finnish expression OTAN Aluta, which means I'll have a beer, and the French abbreviation for NATO, which is OTAN. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization has two official languages, English and French. News and more on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend, up next. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes Let's Play Everyone's Game, Illegal or Not, McDonald's McPulling out of McRussia, and Royce and I talk consequences. Hmm. All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now, let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, to tell you the truth, I don't like consequences. Consequences are bad, but they come to everyone, don't they? Yes, they do. And apparently... If you like to hunt and you've gone and you live in Virginia, you can hunt without any hurdles except on Sundays because it's illegal to hunt raccoons on Sundays in Virginia. Did you know that, Josh? I had no clue, Royce, but I had a feeling you were going to say something. You were just in Virginia, weren't you? Yes. This weekend I went to go visit a couple of people, went to a base um, that's out there, an Air Force base out there. Those stealth fighters are amazing. They are cool, I just wish I could get a whole lot closer to them. Yeah. You know it's illegal also to take pictures of those guys. Yes, it is, actually. Um, the thing is, is that we don't want to give our enemies any kind of uh, Intel. data that yeah. they, they need. And with the, the advent of social media, it's kind of a, kind it's of really a hard, nifty, right? little, nifty little yeah, uh, built-in spies. farm yeah, right? of spies. So. What's also cool that I, I, I liked about the trip to Virginia uh, was that, that the planes that we have now, they were thought about in the 80s, and it literally took almost 30 years for them to actually make it to, you know. Yes, they were. That's the funny part of the stealth fighter. You know, we had uh, actually some disinformation from the Skunk Works for an F-19 stealth fighter, which looked totally different 
from the the actual stealth fighter. Yeah. And uh, it's really an interesting story, uh, which you can find out about in Chantilly, Virginia, at the Udar Hazy Center, which is part of the Smithsonian system. Nice. Didn't know that, there, right? There are a lot of museums there, too. Dude, and they are all... Did you know every museum, with the exception of, like, one in the Smithsonian system, is free? I did not know that. Free admission. Yeah, we saw the War Museum, the Hampton Museum. It was amazing. I took so many pictures, it's crazy. A lot of museums. But there's a lot of laws in yeah. Virginia that have to be have to be followed. One of those is the hunting, what is it, raccoons? Raccoons, yep. But there are a lot of laws in other places, too, that uh, you wouldn't believe are legal, you know? Yeah, like no billboards? No billboards in, yeah. Uh, Hawaii, I believe. Hawaii, Hawaii. Yes. There's no billboards in Hawaii. They're Can't illegal. advertise at all. Well, if you think about it, all right, it's Hawaii, Right, Mike, you're on an island. What do you need to advertise for? You're in paradise. You have a lush environment, and they want to keep it as green and natural as possible. Who knows what happened in Germantown, Tennessee, because they ain't got nothing. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> what did they have? <laughs> oh, I can't sit on the air. Oh, careful. <laughs> careful. Careful. No, we have lots of good people in Germantown. Actually, that's my favorite part of town. That's right. But there are no billboards in Germantown, Tennessee, either. But there are very strict signage. Apparently so. And also, like in Alaska, right? And in Vermont, they, they, they limit their billboard signs, too. They sure do. But... Uh, what not, you got? Not in Memphis, Tennessee. Not in Memphis, Tennessee. Apparently, there's tons of those. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Band's weekend, including more with Royce. So stick around for that. It's going to be fun. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. More than three decades after it became the first American fast food restaurant to open in the Soviet Union, McDonald's said Monday that it has started the process of selling its business in Russia, another symbol of the country's increasing isolation over its war in Ukraine. The company, that has 850 restaurants in Russia that employ 62,000 people, pointed to the humanitarian crisis caused by the war saying holding on to its business in Russia is no longer tenable, nor is it consistent with McDonald's values. The Chicago-based fast food giant said in early March that it was temporarily closing its stores in Russia, but would continue to pay its employees. Without naming a prospective Russian buyer, McDonald's said Monday that it would seek one to hire its workers and pay them until the sale closes. CEO 
Chris Kopinski said the dedication and loyalty to McDonald's of employees and hundreds of Russian suppliers made it a difficult decision to leave. However, we have a commitment to our global community and must remain steadfast in our values, Kaminsky said in a statement. And our commitment to our values means that we can no longer keep the artist shining there. As it tries to sell its restaurants, McDonald's says it plans to start removing golden arches and other symbols and signs with the company's name. It said it will keep its trademarks in Russia. Western companies have wrestled with extricating themselves from Russia, enduring the hit to their bottom lines from pausing or closing operations in the face of sanctions. Others have stayed in Russia, at least partially, with some facing blowback. French car maker Renault said Monday that it would sell its majority stake in Russian car company Autovaz and a factory in Moscow to the state, the first major nationalization of a foreign business since the war began. For McDonald's, its first restaurant in Russia opened in the middle of Moscow more than three decades ago, shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was a powerful symbol of the easing of Cold War tensions between the United States and Soviet Union, which would collapse in 1991. Now, the company's exit is proving symbolic of a new era, analysts say. Its departure represents a new isolationism in Russia, which now must look inward for investment and consumer brand development, said Neil Saunders, managing director of Global Data, a corporate analytics company. He said McDonald's owns most of its restaurants in Russia, but because it won't license its brand, the sale price likely won't be close to the value of the business before the invasion. Russia and Ukraine combined accounted for about 9% of McDonald's revenue and 3% of operating income before the war, Saunders said. McDonald's says it expects to record a charge against earnings of between $1.2 billion and $1.4 billion after leaving Russia. Its restaurants in Ukraine are closed, but the company says it's continuing to pay full salaries for its employees there. McDonald's has more than 39,000 locations across more than 100 countries. Most are owned by franchisees. Only about 5% are owned and operated by the company. McDonald's said exiting Russia will not change its forecast of adding a net 1,300 restaurants this year, which will contribute about 1.5% company-wide sales growth. Last month, McDonald's reported that it earned $1.1 billion in the first quarter. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! no! 
Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, Royce, I used to do concert work, you know. Uh, yeah, me too. Tech and that sort of thing. Memphis it takes even. a lot to put on a concert. It definitely does. Uh, so much prep work, so much um, electricals, testing the sound. I mean, yeah, there's just so much that goes into this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And but it's fun. It, it definitely can be fun. Oh, most definitely. Especially if you're a fan who's pedaling a bicycle and dancing to provide the power for your favorite band to play. All right. Tell me more. <laughs> so Coldplay wants to harness the energy of a crowd. So what they have done is that at their latest tour, uh, which is appropriately titled Higher Power, they've installed nice. kinetic dance floors and energy-storing stationary bikes to encourage fans to help power the show. Wow. So if everyone starts dancing and doesn't pedal... We might have a uh, lights out or brown out. I don't know about that, but they're trying to cut their CO two emissions by fifty percent, and, and that would not, be amazing. But by, by the way, they're not the only ones, right? So, they, who else is in this? <laughs> so they're talking about uh, talking about generating two hundred watts of energy uh, per person. It's oh, wow. pretty, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that is pretty nice. But uh, it's a list that includes Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, The Lumineers, Dave Matthews, Sean Mendez, Maroon 5, John Mayer, Lord, uh, Jason Isbell, and the, the 1975. They are trying to reduce their carbon footprint. Nice. I just want to jump around, jump around, <laughs> jump around. Well, you know what? They have pre-show contests to see which group can generate the most power because each kinetic dance floor can hold like dozens of people. Oh, so cool! You can jump around all you want. So, like, is there a mosh pit of electrons? You would think that. That that's kind of cool. That 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 is, I guess. But I hope there are misters because you know all that you know jumping around, you're gonna get tired, sweaty, hot. Most of the time, they're missing that concerts. What do you want from me? Ah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about this yeah. Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay? What do you have to say? Well, you know, Chris Martin's always been a, a kind of an activist for uh, for the 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 energy conservation and that sort of thing uh, because he, you know, he he tries to do. 
free local public transportations to gigs and and tries to do uh, electric cars and things like that. And he's trying to design the show in a way that, that brings everyone to the same group, you know, and, and just kind of makes people feel a part of the community, as he tries to say. Yeah. I think he even said, you know, it just this all just, just has to work, right? Um, when, if your heart's in it, a lot, a lot can happen. Well, here's, here's the thing with that, right? So, you know, we can argue the points of, you know, what, what goes on when you, you know, when you try to conserve energy, you know, are you just greenwashing or are you actually helping the environment and why should we help the environment? Uh, You know, but every little bit helps. helps. Yeah. Every, every little bit helps. Definitely. I just don't want to be the person that has to break down everything at the end of the show. (laughs) More after this. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Single father Billy Price was already struggling to make ends meet before someone broke into his Michigan storage unit, stole his identity, and ruined his credit. Price filed a police report and then tweeted about it to Bill Polte, a multimillionaire who he had heard uses Twitter to give money to those in need. They took nearly everything, including everything that my grandpa gave me before he passed, Price tweeted last month, only to be met with silence. On top of that, we're about to be homeless. It's like the weight of the world. Please help us. Price, 35, recently moved from Illinois to Michigan to maintain joint custody of his five-year-old son, Maddox. Price is living in an extended-stay Kalamazoo hotel while he searches for a place to live, but he's worried that between his bad credit, his dwindling savings, and his lack of employment, he won't qualify for anything that isn't a slum. I really don't want that for my son, said Price, who lost his landscaping job during the pandemic and has relied on an odd construction jobs and day trading cryptocurrency to make money over the past year. Practically every minute of every hour, someone sends a tweet to Pulte, a 33-year-old private equity investor and heir to the mammoth Pulte Group home building company. A grieving mother needs $800 to retrieve her young daughter's ashes. A Texas man needs help paying off more than $60,000 in credit card debt. A family of four is about to lose its house. People send photos of their eviction notices, tearful videos of empty refrigerators, screenshots of the paltry sums that they have in their bank accounts. And nearly every day, Pulte responds. He gave $500 to a man who sent a video of his missing teeth. 
He gave $125 for a woman to pay for gas so that she could make the long drive to her brother's funeral. It's all part of what Pulte calls Twitter philanthropy, a concept of direct giving in which Pulte and others offer immediate financial support to a tiny percentage of the thousands who reach out every day over social media. I call them hand-ups, not hand-outs, says Pulte, who has grand vision of disrupting the traditional philanthropy model by using social media to help form an online army of donors to help people in crisis. For Timmy Gerson, Vice President and Chief Content Officer of the National Committee for Responsive Philanthropy, Pulte's generosity is laudable, but she said it's turned into a grotesque Hunger Games in which desperate people compete to get noticed while struggling to survive in a broken system that is deeply unequal access to health care, housing, and services. Direct online giving is nothing new. For years, people have used sites like GoFundMe to get money for medical expenses, funeral costs, and other unforeseen bills. But Pulte's approach is nearly instantaneous. Within seconds, on a whim, he can send a follow follower life-changing money his largest single donation so far fifty thousand dollars according to the records of more than 1.2 million dollars he has spread among more than 2200 followers over the past three years in that time his follower count has skyrocketed from around 35,000 to 3.2 million gerson appreciates the immediacy and transparency of pulte's approach but she said it's ultimately far too little to achieve meaningful change. Comparing the situation to the old tale of the Dutch boy who kept his finger in a leaking dike to try to prevent his town from flooding. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, Royce, remember a few months ago when we talked about WADA, the game grading service that uh, had a huge, had a few huge auctions? Yes, I remember that very clearly, actually. Yeah, it kind of makes you upset because... Why? Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, these games are going for millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I mean, gotcha. you know, for example, the graded copy of Super Mario Brothers that was a $100,000. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's only a $30,000 game, apparently, or... Uh, you know, the, the, oh, if you can explain NFT versus this, I, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so 
let's talk about <laughs> that for a moment. If you think about it, okay, these guys have been around for about a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. eh, close to two or three years anyway. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of games go for amazing prices. Yeah, at least you can play them. The Well, I mean, these are boxed, graded, you know, things that are put into Lucite cases because they're so... Yeah. They're they're like so pristine. You're right. You're right. And we saw a lot of people who were sending in their games but not getting them back. And then we saw the uh, the founder of Wada Games, Jim Halperin, uh, people talking about him selling games on the side and getting games graded on the side. A lot of insider trading there. But and is that publicly traded? So technically, is it insider if it's not like a stock or... A, I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. If if I know my signature is going to carry, going to add at least $100 to the value of anything I sign, of course I'd sign it. So here's the thing, right? No, it's, it's not a publicly traded company, which probably is a good thing right now. Uh, but it's amazing to me that there's so much inside dealing going on. Maybe not insider trading, but inside dealing. dealing. Oh, well. Because he founded Wada Games, being Jim Halperin. He founded Wada Games. He founded Heritage Auctions, which are both, yeah, you know, both businesses that are tied up into this. And he actually went around game shows and started buying up, you know, these boxed Atari cartridges and boxed things and, you know, that sort of thing. So, basically, you buy up the supply and then you release it slowly to make your money. It's the law of supply and demand. What do you want? It's amazing to me because the thing is, is that the market has gone up so much. And I was talking to a knowledgeable gaming collector the other day, and we were talking about the fact that this is a totally separate incident outside of the true collectors, right? Wait, did you just call me not knowledgeable? I might have. I don't know. I will remember this. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be following this. Class action lawsuit is in court right now, and we want to see how this goes. We'll definitely be taking a look at it because the current record for Super Mario Brothers is $2 million, and it's also graded by WADA. So who knows? Hey, new house, new, uh, our old 30, 40, you know, or a single copy of Super Mario Bros. A copy. A Arbitrage copy. Trade Analytics LLC is a privately well, held well. market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC, please visit Arbitrage 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.